but a divorce? You want to see a knife trick? <laughs> but a child support. We bought a broken family. Lawyer expenses. We bought the year of Laura Dern. Oh, my. And Adam Driver. Hello, and welcome to We Bought a Mic, a pop culture podcast with a mix of healthy banter and careful critical analysis. Hey, I'm Ernest. I am with a heavy heart, Hunter. Mm. Um, my heart's pretty normal um, right now. So what's going on? Ernest. We're talking <laughs> Marriage Story, written and directed by Noah Baumbach. It just came out on Netflix on December 6th, which was, what, three, four days ago? Yep. And it is one of the front runners for awards this year. So uh, before we uh, dive into the movie, have you guys seen many other Baumbach features no i kicking and screaming yeah Yeah, we we watched that one together Mm -hmm. as three uh three guys that had just gotten out of college and were trying to figure out the next steps in our life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that that was the main one i had seen i'm still not a bombback completist i've only seen five of his films uh marriage story included so he he's made a lot more than that um I've seen While We're Young, Francis Ha, and Meyerowitz stories, and I saw pretty much all of those. Well, actually, While We're Young, Kicking and Screaming, I saw a while back, but Francis Ha, Meyerowitz, and Marriage Story, I saw them all like within the last couple days. So I was trying to do a lot of last-minute catch-up to kind of get acquainted with his work, because I, I wasn't familiar enough. Um, for the most part, there is a similarity to it. He definitely likes to indulge in these very tiny human moments. You could call him, frankly, uh, the new Woody Allen, yeah. minus the child uh, stuff. Yeah, the better Woody Allen. Minus, he's never married his daughter yet. I mean, I wrote in Greta, my, watch out. <laughs> I wrote in my Francis Ha review, who needs Woody Allen? Yeah, like, I mean, he just, he just, he's taken the reins. Uh, his, his comic sensibility is updated. Uh, he's an incredible filmmaker. He loves New York. He loves... Uh, quirky families with problems he loves quirky people with problems he's also kind of done he does the living in new york thing better than some of our great filmmakers like even like scorsese like he he's never scorsese the closest that he's come is a movie like mean streets that's Mm -hmm. more closer to it but even there's always kind of like a mob kind of affectation that's the real draw where you could say that New York is like a character in all of his movies. Um, mm. I, uh, I, I've seen almost all of his movies. The only movies I'm missing from uh, my watch through are De Palma. And, Which is a documentary, yeah, right? Um, and Mr. Jealousy and Highball, a couple of his uh, older uh, features. But I've seen most of his stuff. Um, this is like... He writes dialogue, I think, better than just about any person working. And he writes human moments better than anybody. And things that 
feel real and the worlds that he builds feel very lived in. Well, not just the writing, but the directing. Yeah. I think that his stamp is getting incredible performances out of his actors. I mean, I was seeing Meyerowitz stories the other day and I was seeing, I mean, Sandler is great in it, but I was seeing Ben Stiller mm-hmm. and I was like, this might be like one of the best performances I've ever seen Ben Stiller give. Yeah, he, I mean, he gets the best out of all of his exactly. actors. Like, it is kind of incredible that he, and a lot of his movies, he collaborates with the actors directly. He's not a person who's, like, very closed-minded. Like, even somebody like a Fincher that's just like, this is the way that things yeah. are. Um, he very much works with, and Ben Stiller is a longtime collaborator of his. Ben Stiller, I think, is in three or four of his movies. Adam Driver, Marriage Story is the fourth movie that he's been in. So, mm-hmm. like, he finds his guys and sticks with them. He bought stock in Driver um, at a good time. He, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, because Adam Driver, I think he first appeared in While We're Young. He wasn't even I daddy believe. yet back um, then. No, Francis Ha. Oh, was he not in While We're Young? But uh, Francis Hall was before While We're Young. Oh yeah, you're you're right. You're right. Uh, yeah, Francis Hall was 2012, and the While We're Young is he 2014. Looks, he looks. He has a I, baby face in Francis. Yeah, Hall. it's it's funny seeing him in there. That's he like one like of a, his. He's also actually he first came out in uh, Greenberg in 2010. Was the first time that he worked with Bombback. Um, I believe that he is in that movie. Maybe I'm just thinking of Ben Stiller. But uh, yeah, I definitely hopped in there on that train, and I think that. Marriage Story is kind of a perfect movie. <laughs> I think Marriage Story is, yeah, I mean, for sure. I, I think it's his best movie, I'd, I'll have to say. Because, I, like I said, I'm not a completist. But for what I've seen, Marriage Story is his affectations, his ability to hone in on performances and on these very minute human moments at its finest. And to center it on this story about a couple going through a divorce, it just really allows these two actors, Scarlett Johansson and, and Adam Driver, to fucking go all in. Yeah, it's an it's an all around movie. Like it has pretty much everything you'd want. Um, yeah, I would say it wouldn't work. Unless it were also very funny, and it luckily it is. It's a very funny movie. Oh, yeah. It has a lot of like intentionally comedic scenes that are just for funny, uh, which otherwise, man, this would be a fucking bummer, and it still is. But well, so I, I, I am a child of divorce, and I think that it's interesting. I think that between this and Squid and the Whale, uh, which was made in two thousand five. Um, I mean, Bombback has made two of, like, the top three or four greatest divorce movies ever. Whenever you think about it, there just aren't a lot of movies about divorce, despite the fact that that's something that 50% of all people in the country go through. Um, And I think that he really taps into something, especially, well, so Squid and the Whale is very much from the perspective of the two kids, uh, specifically Jesse Eisenberg's character, um, as two kids, uh, one of them's about 10, the other one's about 16 or so, having parents that are going through divorce and Jeff Daniels and Laura Linney, um, where this is really more focused on the adult perspective of mm-hmm. everything. And I have seen some criticism of Marriage Story where people are like, oh, I didn't like that Like the kid was whatever in the movie. like They didn't like the writing of that. 
But if you've seen The Squid and the Whale, he's kind of already done that before, so it's very clear that he was writing this from the adult's point of yeah, view. Yeah, he um, is a divorce. This is about him. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's about what his parents went through, and he, also he was married to Jennifer Jason Lee and had a child with Jennifer Jason Lee. And then, yeah, and then, yeah, so he's a director. He was married to an actress. He's New York-based. She's L.A.-based. Uh, the details are obviously very different. You know, they're, mm-hmm. both of their success levels are astronomically higher than our two leads in this movie, which is a good move. Um, and also the fact that he involved Driver and Johansson in the shaping of the character. Which you know? I don't know if Driver is... I know ScarJo went through a divorce. Or Multiple, had finished. She She was in the process of getting a divorce whenever she signed on to make this movie. So it's coming from a very personal place yeah. for these people. And also there's the, the speculative side that the uh, production designer or whatever that he had the affair with is Greta Gerwig. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. what do we it's, think, boys? It's uh, it's juicy. I mean, there's, there's a lot it's of tea. There's a lot of meat on that bone. There's another thing about this movie that I think that they get really right. So without getting into two specifics about where I work, I do work with child support things. And my God, does this get the legal side of that right? Um, that whole courtroom drama part of it, how fucking just vicious yeah. lawyers are, yeah. and they suck they, the venom. They really are like they are so venomous, and they are like fucking succubuses to this couple, and they just try and steal everything from the other one, even if it is an amicable divorce. It's all about coming in there. I think. Uh, um, it's Ray Liotta who has a yeah. line at one point that's just like, if you bring in, if one side is crazy and the other side is reasonable and you meet somewhere in the middle, you're still going to have a lot of crazy in yeah. there. Great line. One it's, of the best lines in the Ray movie. Ray Liotta is awesome. Ray Liotta is a fucking stunner. Uh, and also Laura Dern, needless to Laura say. Laura Dern is. Yeah. These are our lawyers. Mm. And Alan Alda. Alan I mean, are, Alda. We, are we kidding me with these these yeah. three lawyers? These are the best lawyers I've ever, like. As a cast? All three of them mm-hmm. are different from each other. They're all unique in their own way, and they're all, like, yeah. feel like very real people. I mean, um, we need to I, appreciate Alan Alda, because he doesn't have many movies left in him, but he is he is one of the biggest gems that cinema has ever had, and I'm not joking. And Alan speaking of Alda. Speaking of comedy, he has a great line at one point whenever he's representing... Uh, Adam Driver's character, and uh, he says something along the lines of just like, "Well, if I were representing you, he's like, he's I like, am. You are representing me." Yeah, and like you said, the little details of the movie and every single character are done right because our leads. A lot of the little details are more spoilery, but like that scene with Alan Alda, he's eating like a croissant, and there are just crumbs all over the table by him. Like he just doesn't have it together. He goes and pours himself a coffee, and then just leaves it there. Yeah. He doesn't even drink it. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, it's just. It's all of these characters are uniquely bad uh, in their own ways. No one is perfect. No one is right in this movie. Alda's eighty three. Yeah, yeah. You, wow. I mean, you can tell it's showing, uh, but he's still the, the buttery scene, smooth voice. The scene in his office is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Just from even from just a technical standpoint, yeah, the, like the, the yellows, the set design of that office is just perfect. The well, fact that he's like, I mean, I, I guess mild spoilers for Marisuri, but I just want to shout this out, but. It's so minor. He, the fact that he's like walking around and pacing and like making his lunch in the microwave yeah. as he's having this important meeting with Driver. And think about that in juxtaposition to Laura Dern's office, who is like 
a Hollywood lawyer yeah. who's over there and she like everything in her office is like very stark white and very modern and she has assistants and everything else where it's like Alan Alda is this very like old school kind of guy. Mm-hmm. His office kind of just looks like a house. Like it's like I is this even like an office space that um, you're in? Let's let's take a step back though, because yeah. we're getting too in the in the weeds. Let's give our, our overall thoughts of the movie. How did we feel about it? Um I think that this is an absolute masterpiece. I've I've seen this movie twice now. Oh, man. Um, I it I've seen certain parts of it three times because I it's on Netflix. I well I finished it and without getting into spoilers, there's a big set piece in between Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson, which I think is the scene of the year. Um, and then there's a moment without again getting into spoilers where Adam Driver sings and everything about it is just so beautiful and perfect and i this movie it's funny because i was watching it again and it's a very subtle thing but how this movie starts uh is with them and they're talking they are like read the voiceover of things that they like about each other and one of the things is just like oh uh you know he he cries easily in movies and he's like i cried about four times and i was like actually i think i cried about four times while watching this movie like it's very emotionally affecting um Especially just, I mean, I'm, I haven't been divorced myself, but I've been in kind of this situation, uh, growing up with my mom, she's been divorced multiple times, but I also think that this is something that you can get a lot of if you're just in a long-term relationship. Um, cause some of the things are like bickering, but then there's certain moments where a fight where it, it's like past the point of no return. It's something that you can only really say to somebody when there's no saving anything. It's stuff that's just been building up that you've just been thinking about and brewing on for years. And I just found it so, so affecting. Yeah. This is a, I'd say like a near perfect movie. Uh, like I said, every aspect of it is really well handled. Um, like 99% of it, like the way that time uh, passes in the movie, I thought uh, can be fumbled very easily because it does take place over months. Um, and I really think that they did. He did not fumble the ball with his writing. Like it's, it's all, you know, th- the exposition is laid down, but it's not too thick to establish like how much time has passed between now and then when there are no visual cues. Um, the way it looks is obviously pretty astounding, but really the highlight is uh, the acting and the material that they're given to act with. This could be a theater play, mm-hmm. um, you know, because yeah. you you don't necessarily have to tell it in the the cinema format. It's a small thing. There, there is not we're not dealing with any CG whatsoever, um, except maybe Ray Liotta. You know, I don't he 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 looked too good. Now his eyelashes are just that good. It's those piercing still. blue. Uh, yeah. blue he, eyes. he got some IRL CGI. He got some plastic <laughs> surgery because that Chantix commercial. He was looking dead. Anyway, um, all, yeah, I would say pretty much everything is handled pretty flawlessly. The yeah, the relationship dynamics are unbelievable and so nuanced. There's there's just so much room in between right and wrong in this movie, which I appreciate so much because. Uh, that is not, that's how life is, you know, and there's not, a lot of movies don't have time to go non-binary with uh, where characters lie. And this movie really does. The only characters that pretty much lie on the side of bad are the attorneys, uh, with the exception of Alan Alda, who's not that bad of a guy, I would say. 
Um, He's a bad lawyer, though. Yeah, bad lawyer, but um, <laughs> not a bad guy. Yeah, but there's no good guys or bad guys, and nobody wins. Yeah, it's kind of everyone loses because that's how divorce works. Yeah, exactly. We get a ton of uh, like cameo, like t- two scene performances from just fucking heavy hitters. Um, particularly, one of my favorite comic actresses, Martha Kelly, is is the inspector in this uh, movie. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. She, she's always, she's never not that character because in real life she is that same way. Right. She's been on Hollywood Handbook before, Hunter. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she's I'm on, sure you know. This. She's on Baskets. Yeah, she yeah. and she's incredible on Baskets. She's just an unreal good addition to the movie, and it's not a casting choice that you is a given. You wouldn't think yeah. that you would cast someone that uh, ethereal and distant in that role. But she made the character her own, and she still played a vital piece, you know, in well, the movie. Yeah, that scene we gotta dive into in spoilers because I think that's one of the most pivotal uh, scenes in the whole movie. I did uh, quickly another heat check guy uh, for me was Wallace Shawn. Yeah, he might know as the voice of Rex yeah. in the Toy Story movies and fucking and from Princess he Bride. And Princess Bride, he is <laughs> my dinner with Andre. He is just like incredible and in, like two scenes in the movie and just like every time I see a guy, I'm like, I just love him. I just want to hug yeah. this guy. Uh, if I want to go. Just a little bit negative, I would say there were maybe a couple scenes that you could consider saying to Noah, maybe just get a therapist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because... Uh, but this is his therapy. Yeah, I know, but it, there are a couple scenes where I was like, okay, maybe this is just for you. Like, in terms of... Because he can say all he wants in interviews. That This has nothing to do with my marriage. Because he did say that, which is a joke. Oh, come that's, on, that is No, that yeah, that's a joke. But to, so we know who's who... Uh, so when, you know, certain times when Adam Driver wins the Genius Award for being such a smart genius, you're like, oh, get the fuck out of here, buddy. Well, but I, I, that's the, neither, like, both of them are still going to do fine. Like, both of them, like, it's not like their lives are over. Nobody, like, hit the other one or anything like that. It's nothing yeah. that dramatic. It's yeah, more no. closely, it's more just like, yeah, we're getting divorced and, like, this sucks and it's expensive and we're fighting for this child, but also like we're still gonna be people we'll still survive yeah. Yeah. and it's this. still a I, love I fully, story yeah i fully love all and that it is just like marriage moments. story at first i was watching i was like god what's called divorce story but like it kind of is a little bit of a love le- like i was I, this didn't leave me sad at the end of it like i wasn't yeah. just completely sad. like i was the way that this movie leaves is kind of this um Maybe it's just like looking at things with rose-colored glasses or something, but there is kind of this love or nostalgia towards what what this relationship well, had. It's looking at a at a very specific dynamic of two people who are trying to figure out how to hate each other and love each other at the same time. Yeah, I mean, hints of before sunset. Yeah, or before yeah. midnight. Before midnight. midnight. Yeah, yeah. Pl- pl- I, I mean, plenty of hints. Well, I, I think I think that movie is the gold standard for arguments. It's also a lot more bitter of a movie. Even with the ending, I did not feel happy after that movie. Right. I mean, you're not supposed to. Yeah, and this one has... This uh, movie, I actually really appreciated that at the end, it makes a point to end on a happy note when it could, you know, it could just end pretty sad. But there's a movie moment at the end that you're I like, mean, oh, wow, enough, they're going to they're gonna leave us smiling There's a enough bit. nuggets in this story to let you know that, that these two people aren't out to to break each other down that they're not out to get each other and and everything that happens with the lawyers just kind of reinforces that that there's these 
outer forces that are that are working to really toxify the the relationship when maybe they're not as as there's not enough hatred there as you yeah. think. Really the thing that Noah Bombach hates the most is the city of Los Angeles. Yes. <laughs> At I, the end of the day. <laughs> yes, maybe a little not. bit of that. Well, that I, final shot. I really think I mean maybe this is me projecting on it, but I could see some of myself in both of the characters in this movie. Right. Like I could oh, really absolutely. like kind of and I feel like this isn't like Adam Driver isn't just a complete surrogate for Noah Bombach. I another piece of this that I really wanted to highlight that I loved was kind of the passive aggressiveness bubbling up with each other whenever you think that there's just these two people and they've just had all this tension simmering under the surface for years and years and probably like a decade and even whenever they see each other in certain moments they're like no yeah i don't i don't wish any in well any ill well and then other time it's like i want to murder it's going to explode like you can just feel it like there is a tension to this movie that I didn't expect yeah. to be Yeah, and there. it also, because it's so well-written, you truly, like, you flip back and forth. You're like, man, fuck him. And then you're like, God, fuck her. And then at the end, it's, you're like, you know what? They're just different people. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's the whole point yeah, of the exactly. story. That's, that, it's his personal journey of uh, acceptance of what happened. You're not supposed to take anybody's side. It's not mm-hmm. about picking sides. Yeah. It's about understanding which, the shittiness of the situation. Which, again, is hard to do, especially when it's such a personal story. To write a story that gives pretty good uh, leeway to both parties involved. Mm-hmm. This, because the most annoying version of this movie is just like, it's like a Tommy Wiseau thing where everyone's like, you're so smart, you're a genius, and fuck your wife, she sucks. <laughs> you know, and that's not where the movie goes. Well, a weird parallel that I thought about this movie afterwards because of what you're talking about, about there not being necessarily a clear answer at the end, is another movie this year, Parasite. Where there's two families, and neither of them are, like, inherently bad. They're just different. And yeah. you're left with enough there they that you can see stuff. <laughs> yeah, you can see flaws and positives in both of them. And you can kind of see yourself in both parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, so I, I have another quick cameo shout-out, too. Robert fucking Smigel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As the yeah, mediator. Yeah. This him. dude, you never see him in anything. Uh, this man is the architect of some of the greatest comedy in comedy history. We're talking Triumph. We're He's talking, another New York guy, isn't he? Yeah, we're talking Saturday TV Funhouse on SNL. We're talking uh, a lot of uh, failed sketch shows like the Dana Carvey show that were better than SNL. I love that guy. Happy to see him. It's like it's you know it's like Todd Phillips with his comedians. The true oh. master directors, they just find guys from the sick, twisted mind of Noah Baumbach. <laughs> Dark masterpiece. Yeah, I I adored this movie. I just think this is the kind of movie you just want to sink yourself into. It, it, every moment, every character beat could be its own little world, its own little road that you could go down into. It just feels so lived in. I think that that's what Bombback does best is that it's all about those tiny, tiny little the details. It's all in the details. Um, and I think the two lead performance are pretty much impeccable. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. I, you, I it's some it. of the best acting, like best two for acting that I've well, ever seen. The in thing was for all the press ScarJo's gotten this year, her, Jojo and this, it's like, God damn, you're good. Like well, this in particular, mm, I think, well, of course, this is a much more meaty role. I think this might be the best she's ever been. I mean, and, and my I can, second favorite, I mean, my pr- favorite performance before this was her and her. I yeah, love where she's just a voice. voice. I love <laughs> like, when she dies in Avengers. Does that count? 
<laughs> I mean, it's crazy that you bring that up because she's been relegated to playing a shit, or, a doo doo ass character. Yeah, and she's got chops. Yeah, and in this movie, she goes all in. Driver goes all in. Like this is hands out, hands down, some of the best acting I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fucking good. Like that alone makes the movie soar. And then you layer on all these other elements. Like this movie is this kind of beautiful portrait of this relationship. Like I've been saying, like I like I just mentioned that it's it is this two people who are in love but also hate each other's guts and have to navigate that dynamic because of this child. They have to figure out how to handle that. And it's also a pretty damn good legal drama too. Like we were mm-hmm. talking with these yeah, uh, the lawyer stuff. Yeah. Um, it doesn't go the way of Big Little Lies season two, where you have things happening in a courtroom that would never. Even ever though happen. Laura Dern kind of plays her version, like I almost wonder if she just like left set for Big Little Lies for but the she's day. She's not and a lawyer to... in Big Little Lies. She's just so hateable. <laughs> it, like her, everything about her is. It's not inherent because she's been very likable before, but the second you see her in this movie, you're like, I do not trust this yeah, woman. Yeah. Oh, my God. But she I owns it. Yeah. And as far as how the legal process is depicted in this film, the, the, the divorce process, it just goes to show how it taxing and destructive yeah. it is. Like, I don't want to get divorced after seeing this movie. I don't, like, I don't want to go through that shit. Don't even get married after seeing this movie. <laughs> See, but I don't think that that's uh, like I wasn't left feeling necessarily that way after this movie. Like I, I saw this movie. I'm really glad we complain a lot about movies going to Netflix, not getting theatrical runs. But I am kind of glad that this movie is going to Netflix because I hope a lot of couples watch this movie. I don't think that this is going to have the same uh, necessarily the same result as a movie like Midsommar, which might make people uh, second-guess their relationships yeah. that they're in. I think that this is kind of a movie... This is a classic, like, just see this movie and then just talk about it right. with your significant other. Yeah. And, I mean, I think that that can help get you closer together because there's a lot of things that you can see it. in this. May- I mean, maybe, but if anything, if it's if that's the case, then it's things that have that are undeniable that we're always going to be there to begin with but i think that this is a movie that is good for like this is a good couples movie why to that point it's a heavy couples movie but i think it's a good one i i don't know how much i can get into this without getting too spoilery but i think that the biggest takeaway from looking at this as a couples movie is that you have to accept each other as individual people Mm. i think that that's really one of the big themes one of the big sort of lessons that this movie's trying to get across is that you start to have major issues as a couple if you are trying to get something out of the other person Mm -hmm. if you see everything that happens in their life as a extension of your own life i mean there is some truth to that when you intertwine your life with the other person and you sort of become the same life but you got to understand that you're still individual people and that you still have your own needs and wants and, and dreams and aspirations. And when that gets pushed aside and you forget about your own sense of self, 10 years go by and you're like, holy crap, I, what the hell am I doing? You know, that's, I think one of the big, big themes here is, is understanding the importance of that. 
the other things I wanted to say is just how how deeply moved I was by this movie. I I just we're gonna get into spoilers, but you basically alluded to it that there are scenes of this of this couple yelling at each other, screaming at the top of their lungs, and those scenes, that one scene in particular, just shows you how damn good Bombac is at this type of thing. Because in the hands of anybody else, that would be absolutely insufferable. It would have become melodrama. Yeah. Like, it would have just been, like, movie moments. But it never feels that way. Exactly. And just this whole story of this divorce, I think that in the hands of anybody else, it would be really tough to sit with. And this is a heavy movie, but it's not tough. I mean... It has its tough moments, but overall, I think that it is very entertaining, and there's enough humor in there, and there's enough entertainment value that Bombac makes this a pretty watchable movie for the 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 heavy uh, subject matter that it's touching on, that yeah. it's covering. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I this movie made me cry, and I've still seen it twice. Like, I still, like, really love this movie. Another thing that I wanted to hit on that you uh, touched on was about kind of touching, like, how in a relationship it requires compromise. And I think that one of my other favorite lines of this movie that happens during this fighting sequence is one of the characters says to another, you weren't unhappy. You just decided now that you were I would do that. I was about to say and that. And I think that that is, it's such like a, like almost a narcissistic thing to say that you have the right to choose. Like if somebody has been unhappy, but also We've all been in that situation where you kind of just like look around in your life and you realize like, oh shit, I'm miserable right now. Like I don't like who I am. Mm. And I just think that there's so many of those moments throughout this movie that are really gut-wrenching because I think that they're very real. And even if you're not married, if you're in any kind of a relationship or anything like that, I think that you can take a lot out of this movie. And I think this movie might help people examine themselves as well as their relationship yeah and and again to that sort of same point about it being such a harrowing situation i i kind of because of the craft you know the acting the writing the directing all of this i kind of wanted more of it you know it's such such a weird thing but again in the hands of anybody else it, it would i that wouldn't be the case mm. but i wanted more from this story i wanted more from this movie and that's it is but, long, uh, but I kind of agree. Where just because we're going over time so much, it, when like there were certain times when a month would pass, they'd like mention it, and I'd be like, "Oh man, yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I want it to keep well, going." That's, that's what's kind of what I was saying is that like every beat, every moment, there, there's just so much there. Like it just feels so lived in that you could go down all of these other avenues. I did listen to an interview that Bombac did, and uh, it was funny because they asked him like about touching on that thing they were like is there like a three hour cut of this movie out there apparently it was mostly whittled down in the actual writing process like this movie had like five different drafts of just kind of perfecting Jeez. everything and working on the timing of it all and yeah. i like that this is actually kind of one of the longer movies that he's made most of his movies are like hour and a half to two hours or so they're right in that range so this is a little bit longer of a movie for him but i i, I mean i've raved about the, i think that this has a chance to be my favorite movie of the year like mm, this too. really is like it's between it's, this and parasite for I, me. yeah i think that this is just it affected me in such a personal way that i mean parasite is a 
like a quote unquote better movie, but this is just so. I don't even know if that's personal true. to me. They're so different. I mean, yeah, it's hard. It, it's hard to yeah. compare the two because yeah, who and, would do that? Well, all award shows. Parasite, Parasite <laughs> is a more grand story. But this is just, I like how small this is and how personal this movie is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's an incredible movie. It's worth watching pretty much no matter who you are. I'm, it, it's really interesting how you reacted to it as a baby of uh, divorce because I listened to a uh, podcast with another child of divorce who actually didn't really like it because he was he didn't think that it actually added to the conversation of divorce. He was like, yeah, that's exactly uh, the worst part of my life. That nothing more, nothing less. Well, <laughs> no so need to remind that's me. why <laughs> I and maybe it's also because I've also seen the squid and the whale because I've seen that where people are just like, oh well, this doesn't really get divorced right because it doesn't show how this really affects the child and all of this. But like I said, he's already done that story before, and. I wouldn't it, we're talking about how great the acting was I wouldn't like if this was 20 minutes longer to add to the kids story no, I, I don't think that that no, would have fine. added anything this to that it would have made it, wrong with yeah, it, it would have made a it a different movie it, so one of the nits I would pick is the kid I don't think the actor was that good I think he was good I, I think he, I think the, he did he did just enough like he I, I didn't have a problem with him he's, he's like, not a he's an, he's but. annoying because he's uh you know Noah Bombach's kid guess what hot seat <laughs> watch it buddy <laughs> you, you, your dad thinks you're stupid you can't read you have ADHD <laughs> you can't fucking sit down yeah, that kid like he should be able to read that kid looked like 10 that kid yeah he's definitely got like dyslexia or something well, but I mean sure. like whenever you I the stress of a child going like their parents are going through a divorce especially at like that kind of a critical age is a lot especially if i mean the kid is based out in la but if you're a person where you're like constantly having to go back and forth and something like even anything like you're like oh so, oh it's it's dad's day i gotta wait for him to come mm-hmm. pick me i guess i won't finish doing my homework and st- it's like little things that yeah. you wouldn't even necessarily think about but um but uh, you're right though that we didn't need more of him because this is a movie more specifically about how having a kid uh fucks up a breakup how having a kid makes a breakup so much harder yeah. and more drawn you can't out. Just they break can't up. just leave. I mean, <laughs> if there wasn't a kid, this wouldn't have been a movie because they were just like, yeah, we'll just keep our financials and everything, and that's fine. But yeah. whenever you both like, the this ki- is the light of your life as this child. Yeah, and now the, you have the to find kid is sharing. The kid is the only thing that Adam Driver got cagey about in the entire thing. He mm-hmm. was like, you can take all my shit. Yeah, but then the kid came into it. He was like, uh oh, mm-hmm. like that. That's what the movie's about, and. That's a beautiful thing because, like, I know, like, I heard that take that I mentioned, but I haven't seen it before. I haven't, like, seen a divorce up close and personal, and I feel like this is, you know, self-aggrandizing aside, I'm sure, like, this is a pretty fucking accurate look at uh, what certain divorces look yeah. like. Not all of them, of course, but... And, I mean, you have actors acting, you know, you have these big performative that's, Yeah, scenes. that's really what I want to give the most... Uh, the most time to out of anything is these two lead performances the chemistry they have it all works on a level that is pretty much above any other the only better couple this year is um, Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson oof yes mm, give it to when me. they are way better but uh, no this is this is like a, a perfect uh, like the Razzies it's funny because the Razzies have a nomination for worst on-screen duo so, like this, if there was best on screen duo, which would be a fun category on a yearly basis, I mean, this is just off the charts. One of the best 
couples I've ever seen in any form of media. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely beautifully performed. And like I said, it's this is almost theater. This could be theater. You'd only have to make about four sets. Uh, it's just it's beautifully told. It's a beautifully told uh, marriage story, you could say. Adam Driver is 36. Scarlett Johansson is 35. Wow. Mm-hmm. Checks out. Good job. Yeah, that, I, well, and I also will say, because he has been getting a little flack from me and others about he's like... He's very tall. Well, not not Driver, but Bombach has been oh. getting it for like being a little self, you know, self-obsessed, you know, self blah, blah, blah in this movie. He, he was very generous with the casting of the ex-wife, and he was uh, not... You know, he was harder on himself casting Driver. Because Bombach is honestly better looking than Driver. Yeah. Jennifer Jason Lee, uh, not known but for But I will books. say, Adam Driver... <laughs> Bigger dick energy to know about. Well, that. you know what's funny about Dr- yeah, definitely. Part of it is he has a really deep voice. If he had a high pitched voice, there would be no discussion about any of this. <laughs> he would not, he would not he, be. He a has star. a yeah, he's a really baritone, beautiful voice. Anyway, though, it's funny because he looks like he's about seven feet tall in every movie. <laughs> the man is six two. I'm oh, like man. I'm a little taller than Adam Driver. It's just that looks ev- every person that works in Hollywood is about four feet yeah. tall. Right. Like, and that's, like that's not even. So a you're joke. saying I still have a chance? <laughs> you you're Tom Cruise height. I, I'm actually Tom taller than yeah. Tom Cruise. Yeah, Tom's he's like yeah. the he's like the giant in Big Fish. Yeah, he looks like a fucking Hulk <laughs> in every movie, and then you look it up and he's six two. It's so funny. Uh, like you just get to own Hollywood if you're six two. Um, uh, but we yeah. should get to, to spoilers. It's so it's a it's a really great movie, man. It is. It is. I absolutely love this movie. I was hoping what you guys would be like. I don't get it. <laughs> I just don't get it. I guess it's just for you, Hunter. <laughs> just stay married. <laughs> My parents as, could do it. As Blink One Eight Two once said, "Stay together." Yeah. Did you guys have you guys caught up with the Good Place at all? Yes. No. There's an episode where it shows uh, young little baby Cheaty convincing <laughs> yeah. his parents to not get divorced. It's a great oh, episode. And it's, it's a like a whole like episode. presentation that he does on like That's very cool. the, the ethics of of marriage or whatever. Maybe that's thinking about what they that needed. while while watching Marriage Story. <laughs> anyway, uh Marriage Story's streaming on Netflix right now, which is great Watch because it. you don't have to go to a theater. You don't have to get a babysitter for your dyslexic idiot son. <laughs> yeah. Just put it on. Watch it, watch it by yourself. Watch it this with your significant other. This boy's life is shattered, Ernest. You need to be nice to him. Yeah. He's in a so bad place. He's to this kid. <laughs> Jesus. You don't, you don't have to think about it. It's sitting right there waiting for you. It's not three and a half hours long. Watch this it. This movie's better than The Irishman. See this and stuff. All right. Um, I'm going to go hard yes on that. Yeah. Uh, frankly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree for yeah. sure. They're both v- extremely effective. Yeah, it- fuck you, Martin. How about you watch oh a goddamn God. Marvel movie? They so- are both Marvel. Oh wait, I guess Driver's <laughs> not Marvel. Anyway, no. he's, 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 he's a Star Wars. Spoilers um, right now. Let's talk about being alive. Being alive. Being alive. Big year. 2019 is kind of the year of the comeback for the movie, for the musical yeah. Broadway show company. 
Co-op. Earlier this year, uh, <laughs> documentary. documentary Now did an episode called Co-op, which is one of the best episodes of TV this year uh, that was about the mm-hmm. company uh, live recording documentary that they made for yeah. some reason. I gotta go! Big year for Steven Stonheim. He is Steven Sondheim. Also known off. as John Mulaney. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that that was kind of like the thesis of the movie was in that scene and it's all that the anguish. song choice is because if you like listen to the lyrics i've seen that scene three different times like just gone back and watching it and it's it is there's a lot of anguish in there but at the end of the message is just like this is what being alive is is kind of the anguish and the happiness and also the sadness and that's just kind of what life is mm mm-hmm. And I thought that that was kind of, as far as like, I if you consider that or the big fight sequence, the actual quote unquote climax of this movie, I just think that that is perfect. So perfect. what what this makes me think of when we're talking about this scene, when we're talking about the fight, when we're talking about the scene when we meet Lord Dern and Scarlet is telling the whole story about why she's even getting a divorce. That makes me think that in a just world, this movie would sweep the Oscars. Like, it would truly just yeah. sweep. I don't think it's going to. But it's all there. It's literally all there. And I love the the, the song. Um, it's it's just really beautiful. I think he has a great voice, yeah. too. Didn't know that he had, like, pipes like that. Yeah, he, the dude can fucking sing. Outer space. space. Every, every person <laughs> in Hollywood can sing. Yeah. You know? Um, also, hey, how about tell that to Rami Malek? Oscar winner Rami Malek. You know what? That's why he won't win Best Actor is because he sang. Mm, <laughs> if he would have damn. had Stephen Sondheim voiceover for him singing, then he wow. would have. Um, I wanted to shout out Merritt Weaver as Cassie, ScarJo's uh, sister. Mm, yeah, she was good. One of the funniest scenes, maybe of the year. The pie, not even the in the movie. Yeah, just that whole scene of her absolutely blowing it, like yeah. with her her performance of serving the papers. Yeah, that's a whole. <laughs> it was a, it that's was a whole like a that's a sketch. Yeah, so it was a sketch a, exactly, and that the movie needed about probably four of those, and it got exactly that many. Like it, yeah. it just it had these little five minute vignettes that like they're very very important scenes <laughs> like serving divorce papers yeah. is very vital but we've never but seen a scene like that done in that way yeah, it's so goddamn fun. she was great that who played the mom oh the mom uh what was her name was it beth was that who it was uh, um i'm trying to figure out if it was like beth or Lori or something like that was her name um, so i but she was incredible i think that this is uh i might be mixing up people but mickey summer um Oh yeah, this from uh, from Francis. Yeah, ha, she was in Francis. Ha. Um, she is just awesome, and I love her dynamic with the ex son in law with Adam Driver's character because that's yeah, it's kind like of a thing. She wants if you've ever him. been in like a long term <laughs> relationship and you met like other people's uh, like family, like either in laws or girlfriends' family, and they like fucking love you. And I thought that that was kind of a great dynamic to have in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I don't wait. I don't think it's Mickey Sumner because she. This looks like a young person. Yeah, I um, definitely. But the other, the yeah, IMDb layout of their cast names. Are I know s- that so was stupid. that was another just unreal, like good, annoying ass performance. Like just truly. You you really hope that your GF's mom isn't that lady, but she so always is a little bit that Julie- lady. 
Haggerty is her name. There we go. She was she was pretty stunning. Like she was like that was like a pitch perfect because she was also very yeah. comedic. Like I would say like ninety percent. Oh, she's of her, an airplane. Wow. Spare around ninety percent of her lines are comedic lines. If I had to pick a weak link, it would be her. Mm. Only because you have these all time great performances in the lead, and you know if. By contrast, it just seems a little bit lacking. Well, she's there not to be that. She's there for comedy, and she right. gives us comedy. Like right. she's very funny. Um, yeah, but I think, but it just goes to my point about all of these like mini universes in the movie. Like that's a whole movie right there. What is what is her life like? What yeah. is her background? What is that, her story? That's another thing that also that you could kind of give Bombach a little bit of flack for because uh, the Jennifer Le- Jason Lee character in real life, her parents are Hollywood elites. Mm-hmm. Like she was born into yeah. it, but uh, Bombach wasn't self-made. Like it's repeated over and over and over in the movie. He's self-made. He's self-made. Uh, his parents. His dad was a fucking film critic. His mom was, I think, also a film critic. <laughs> I mean, he also did move to L.A. Though, like he did, like. I mean, he's making movies. Like, it's not like he, I don't. Yeah. I don't think that it, this isn't like a full one to one him and Adam Driver. Oh, I know. The whole thing is like, oh, I don't watch television. It dulls the sense. No, it's just I one of those like theater. It's one of those little watching. details. Yeah. It's one of the little details that you see, and you're like, hmm, which one of the couple wrote this? Oh, yeah, the one who was. You know, it, you just you start keeping score once you think like that. You're like, hmm, he's making himself look a little bit better than he might be in real life. Well, I mean. But he's not a good guy. He's the one who cheats in their relationship to sleep with like. No, the I know. I'm saying manager. I said like, like one single two things are self-aggrandizing. How dare you? Two things. Def- um, and I'm saying they definitely are. And yeah. the rest of it is not. Like you said, he is a bad guy in this movie. That's a great addition. The cheating uh, takes a takes a big man to have his surrogate and, in a movie be a cheater. Well, yeah. I also I like that he is. Because the thing is, like, he cheated. He did a shitty thing, like, a really shitty thing that will break up most couples and should break up most couples. Yeah, and that's when she, then, that's when ScarJo went full force at him is when yeah, she found out. and, like, kind of rightfully so if you're a cheater. Like, you, you deserve to yeah. have that can dissolve everything in your couple. Yeah. And you can tell that, like, he feels shitty about it. It's not like he, like, broke up with her and he's just like, sweet, I get to sleep around with my yeah. stage manager and the, now. The, way, he, the uh, guilt that he feels is there, even the, if he yeah, did the guilt's the there. Up. But and the way that it's revealed is great too where like we don't know why she just got really mean until afterward and then she's like yeah i know you cheated for a fact now yeah and you're like there we it's, go but i mean great it's, reveal. it's before even the cheating it's still using her to to help get him up further on the pedestal like it is there is that whole aspect to it and at the same time it's not like scarjo is perfect either no they're both bad they're both kind of have their faults if anything adam driver is has more faults than scarjo yeah she just goes to the lawyer which, first which that, is a big uh i mean she gets tricked basically like laura dern might be the slimiest character in the movie because she ray Lilota is like openly like i'm an asshole lawyer <laughs> yeah. she's she the fake she's hug sneaky. routine yeah oh, she was man. so fake in that scene and it's like the best performance of yeah. like a, a slimy ass <laughs> business person who's trying to be like act like they feel anything yeah. ever she wants to be like this very kind of open welcoming presence to be like oh honey i'll take you in i'll take care of yeah, you she's like i am so sorry yeah she feels nothing behind the eyes and then she is responsible for a lot of the shit that happens in this movie because she does the the she's the reason why this whole thing escalates and kind of goes out of control because uh nicole scarger she trusts her 
she trusts her to handle yeah. she the has, whole situation. Yeah, she has her like putty in that scene because that is another an unbelievable acting scene from ScarJo, where she's just like walking around the room like eating Love a it. cookie. Uh, un- it's like what five to ten minutes, like seven minutes without maybe. cutting. Yeah, uh, even there are a couple cuts in there, but it's it's they definitely ran through the whole thing at once. Yeah, you know, like it's just woof. There's between that scene and then the scene of them doing the practice interview uh, that was like a continuous shot was pretty masterfully done um i did i don't think necessarily that laura dern is completely to blame because i feel like this would have escalated to the where it ended up regardless because like we've talked about before it all comes down to this child and both of them think like yeah you're gonna live with me in new york yeah you're gonna live with me in la so it was gonna escalate regardless of who came into the picture and that also goes to another thing that I thought that was done in this movie really well, which was kind of the narrative building of we have to work hard because you're going to look like the neglectful father who still like yeah. keeps his apartment in New York. And, and they stuff just like that. trust and, the lawyers to know w- that what's best. Yeah. They're just like, well, I guess I'll do this because I've never fucking been divorced. Yeah, these before. are these are people whose job is to be like, hey, listen, here's a story. Yeah, you know, like, they don't they don't care about these two people. They're just another person yeah. helping, like just on their payroll. Um, the, the Laura Dern character specifically is actually heavily based on an actual uh, entertainment. Yeah, lawyer. an actual yeah, an actual lawyer just like that who's done all of the high profile divorces, always representing the uh, the woman like Joe Lee. She represented probably represented Scarlett Johansson in real <laughs> Honestly, life. Honestly, maybe um, you know she was married to Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah. I would fucking divorce that guy. <laughs> Tell that to Blake. Blake is very happy. Yeah. They look they look great. They're an, yeah. they're an epic. Dude, cover. it's like they they like freaking know that they're movie Goals. stars. Goals. <laughs> yeah. Who is who is driver with? They're like Chrissy Teigen and John Legend, legend but uh white. <laughs> Way better, you know. Um I I had the Adam Driver's. I don't think Adam Driver's divorced. No, he's been um, with someone named uh, Joanne Tucker. I did want to say years. I I do think. I mean, I think that ScarJo is absolutely incredible in this movie. But I like the way that this movie is presented in like two parts. How the first part is very much on ScarJo's side, yeah. and then it and then kind it of switches it to switches to him. You're right, and he's not necessarily presented as the best guy in the world, but he wins the movie in the end as little neither of them actually win but just as an actor as a performance he just the steals the fucking scenes yeah. she and gets the little dance. in the fight sequence when he's just like i want to i wish that you were dead oh. i wish that you fell if nothing happened to the child i wish that you fell ill and were hit by a car and then just breaks down and starts sobbing because yeah. he doesn't mean on that. his knees literally. he just like he wants her to die and that he wishes that she didn't exist anymore so he didn't have to he didn't have to fight with her but he also didn't have to love her anymore. Right. He didn't have to feel the weight that she has on him. Yeah. And that the comes mo- across perfectly The in that moment game. where he punches the wall is peak driver. It's absolutely peak driver. And I I love once again there was no like domestic violence. I was really worried in that sequence yeah. that I was like, oh, he's gonna hit her or something, isn't he? But it doesn't go there. He's angry and he punches a wall, which is, I mean, it's so much tension in that scene. I love how it's played in the very like next scene or shortly after that. Whenever Martha Kelly, whenever sees Martha it. Kelly comes over, and then he cuts himself. <laughs> he oh cuts man, the knife trick. And one of my favorite lines that sequence is just like, so. Uh, you watch a lot of married couples. <laughs> She's like, no, why, "Why would I do why that?" Why would I? <laughs> He's like, no. that, was, "That was a joke." That's a pretty, uh, yeah. That whole 
anything in that apartment is pretty golden. Yeah. Um. So the the knife bit, I think. So I, I think the the fight is like the scene. Like yeah, hands yeah. down, definitely. But the, it's knife, the meme scene, the the knife is like right up there too because not only is it hilarious, it's also like kind of terrifying and it's thrilling. like it's like a flip side uh dramatic version of the dog scene in game night yeah yeah where the blood just yeah, keeps, yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's like a very clear problem yeah. and it just can't and stop you're getting waiting worse. you're waiting for this lady to fucking leave so that he can like call 911 there's like a lot something. of like tension just yeah. in there like oh god and then he finally is cleaning himself up he's like bleeding out and he collapses on the floor uh looking very pale <laughs> and that resonates in the story really well because that's when you know that he has to cave on yeah. New York. He has I, nothing yeah. left. I thought he would just for sure lose the kid after that scene. I was like, that's, I <laughs> yeah. mean, how much worse can it go? Yeah. You knew it was going to be bad. There. There's a hole in the wall. You cut yourself. <laughs> I, another, uh, another little moment that is something that only a person who has been through a divorce or has experienced a divorce in some kind of a way I feel like would even notice really but the feeling of like specifically especially the dad character living getting like a small one bedroom apartment with nothing on the walls mm. and like just no furniture yeah. is just something that like you wouldn't think about unless you've even or, I mean it's it's not even necessarily just divorce but like just like kind of just moving to this new city and you're like I have no friends I have yeah. no nothing this is just I have a couch and a bed and that's it and then he gets his set designer to like spruce it up yeah, on Skype yeah. that was a great scene that was a very like it, it's so logical um, but it feels like it must have happened yeah. even though I'm sure Bombach is like an incredible interior designer oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. um but yeah, any anything in that place was just uh, first of all gorgeous because it's the most average apartment of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the whole s- the set design in the whole movie is pretty damn great. It, yeah. it doesn't it's not showy. Yeah, it's not trying to make some sort of statement or anything. I it love, just feels uh, authentic. I love everything we saw from the avant garde theater pieces that he directs. Yeah. They all they're all so you know they're absurd, but they are actually avant garde theater. That's what it looks like. So apparently it was Driver's idea to have that character be a theater director what was he gonna be a movie director i don't know maybe maybe theater was involved in some way but he said like maybe he should be the director of the of the company yeah i mean it makes the most sense because again like the the dynamic of this couple is he's extremely type a and she is was willing to be guided and then all of a sudden realized she was definitely not willing when you're picturing the timeline of their relationship it it starts to all sort of click together. You know, you have this beautiful leading lady who is given the chance to be on the marquee and leading the, these shows and, and be this star. So it comes off as like, wow, she's getting this amazing opportunity. This guy is giving her this amazing opportunity. But then it starts to sort of shift in what I was saying earlier that it was all in the service of him. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the dynamic that's, yeah. that's playing out here is that yes, she owes him for giving her that amazing opportunity and she became the star, but 
he did it for himself and also he didn't do it for her uh more autobiographical stuff not in because jennifer jason lee's career has been through their marriage she was working quite a bit in movies so that's all different but um the fact that she got her big break in a movie as being someone who you know in a in a raunchy comedy a teen comedy where someone takes their top off oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i uh couple other things that I wanted to – one, quickly, because you were talking about the type A, type B um, flip. Another one of my favorite, like, moments, not necessarily – it was kind of a line in the movie, but during the fight sequence where he's just like, you're just going to do this again where you'll find somebody who's the opposite of me and you'll, like – listen to them because you think that they're giving you a voice but the thing is that you don't want to have your voice because you don't know what to do with it something along those lines which mm. is just another cutting. huge gut punch Very another cutting. thing that i loved um shout was... out to the dude from halt and catch yeah, fire yeah. the milky the man, white boy yeah. the man that uh you versus the man that, you know what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> um you know what, I'm trying to say. what? <laughs> you versus uh, the guy that sh- you just pop up what is this she told memes yeah um, yeah because in memes? halt he was the same thing he was the yeah, the guy, yeah, Mr. Steelio Girl. Worry about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Scoot wanted to fuck yeah, we're so Mackenzie Davis. Here. Um, I, I also loved uh, the kind of recurring thing about the dad, because he is like a New York-based guy, but he's trying to make it work. He's trying to like run this play on Broadway, but also like living in New York with this kid. And it's not because the way that it's first presented is just like he's always willing to like do the dirty work with being a dad, and like he puts up with all the pan- yeah, tantrums, the Halloween and stuff. And then yeah, between the Halloween sequence, which is just hilarious, him dressed as oh, the Invisible man. man. It's so sad. But between <laughs> like that and how he's kind of just sucks as a dad as soon as he's out there because he's too busy with all of his other yeah. shit he's like taking his kid to like lawyers offices with him yeah, while like, they're trying he to can, get through and he divorce. can tell he's losing the kid yeah right. he can tell them the mom kid's is like why more. don't you want to hang out with me why'd you take yeah me and, he, here? and when he's also like hey i think i might want to go back to the mansion <laughs> where i have all my cool shit instead yeah. of here where we play with legos like and also that's another uh great uh move as far as like it's autobiographical but also like a good tweak is uh the two different leads perspective of LA is reflected in their setting in LA. Whenever we see him in LA, he's in the car or walking on the street or in a shit apartment. And when she's there, she sees LA as great and where she wants to be. And she lives in a fucking mansion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's cool shit. Noah. You're, I think he's good. Yeah. I, uh, there was one tiny moment that I wanted to shout out before we wrap up, which is when they're, they're, pushing the the sort of gate closed and they just give each other this look through the gate as it's closing such a brief moment but it just encapsulates a lot of what this movie's trying to do where these two people are they're being divided and you can't they can't do anything about it because it's already happening it's already it's done but there's still a connection there, and there will always be a connection there. And yep. that's part of what is driving them crazy. So I did want to say, like, as we're wrapping up about after the song thing and everything else, and we have a flash forward to the future, and the son is now able to read. Um, good for him. Yeah, he, kind of. He beat autism. Oh, um, with the letter? He, yeah, he reads. <laughs> <laughs> all kids with divorce you yeah. gotta beat autism he's jacob sometimes. tremblay in the predator <laughs> yeah 
Oh god. It's actually a superpower. Um, yeah. he, uh, You're disrespecting a future hero. But like whenever he reads the letter cuz we never hear the rest of her letter cuz as she says at the very beginning of the movie she's like I don't like what I read or I don't like what I wrote down. Mm-hmm. But just like when you had that moment he, she's just like I know I'm always going to love him and that's kind of a thing that it's always going to be there. There is always going to be some kind of love for that person. Even if it's not necessarily the same romantic way, you can't spend a decade of your life with this being your best friend and your closest companion, right. and then it just kind of go away after a mm. few months. Yeah. Like, it's always going to be there. And I love that sequence. And from that, really from the point on after the fight, they kind of needed to explode on each other in order for them to see a little bit more eye to eye. I mean, how the movie ends the is that she's just like, hey, uh, she's like, you want to take him? He's tired. And he's like, I know it's not your day, but if you want to have time with him. And it, it, they are being flexible with each other. Yeah. Um, and I, I did. I talked about it earlier, but about that, just kind of the things that they say to each other is little things that you might hint at in a relationship, but they're just things that... You can only say when you know that it's over and you can really just get out yeah. all the frustrations. And he's just like, yeah. I'm tw- I was well, in my I, 20s. I could have had sex with all these people and I didn't. It's also being – it's preempted by the legal side of things mm-hmm. too. When they're in – when Ray Liotta comes in hot with the, oh, she's an alcoholic, she's an alcoholic. She's an alcoholic or whatever. You know, like things get dirty in that sequence and that's that's a great scene i mean to to really set up that fight you need that moment of the lawyers like yeah really the stakes are getting bigger yeah and i think the best flip of the whole movie is in the very beginning when she won't uh cooperate with the media you're you're like oh god the whole movie you know there would be no movie if you would just (laughs) fucking listen to this man and do it and then when you find out truly why, because obviously there are plenty of unresolved issues with them, but he had not admitted to her. They're real, you know. If they're trying to have an amicable split, he needs to tell her that he cheated. Yeah. yeah but and you're not. That's the one thing you're definitely not supposed to say if you're trying to protect assets. Uh, so by the end of it, you're like, oh, I would not fucking cooperate with a mediator if I was thinking that they were keeping a secret that big for me. Right. Like it's a it's a great um. There, I'd say there were probably like ten flip flops in this movie of a side, and then by the end you realize that you're not supposed to be on a side. One of my favorite parts in the whole movie is in that beginning voiceover section where they're. I I just love the way the movie starts with them sort of saying the things that they yeah it's incredible they love about each other. You get both because kind of going back to the to to Bombeck as a whole in his writing, he likes to kind of. Uh, give a lot of exposition at the very beginning of the movie to just get it over yeah, with. It's smart. And sometimes it's a little bit clunky, like when the mom says, like, I'm a divorced mom and my ex-husband was gay or, you know, like really <laughs> like laying it out exactly so that it's it's out of the way and we can get on with the movie. But with those voiceovers, it's done so beautifully. It does not come off as heavy-handed exposition in the context of the yeah. mediator. It's like well, a Star Wars crawl, but way, way better. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it, it's it's him like he either does it, he either uses exposition in an artful way or in a way that works for laughs. Like you're talking about the gay ex-husband. And she's just like, didn't you walk in on him like blowing, blowing the dude? <laughs> 
He was like, yeah, I'm still upset that I was mad about it. <laughs> it's, it's a great little thing. Yeah, really incredible. Uh, also, this- very L.A. thing where they're like, well, I can't be mad. He was gay. I can't be mad at him for cheating on me. He found out he was gay. That's <laughs> such like a The, the best thing. moment for me of that that opening voiceover is when she's talking about how uh driver like devours his food like he needs- that's how i was eating pizza in new york <laughs> yeah that, i was like that's literally me like literally me uh, check yourself <laughs> quick uh i you guys haven't seen squid and the whale but uh shout out to the guy the place where he plays tennis is the same place where jeff daniels takes his kids to play tennis and squid and the whale nice radical so yeah um in general I want this, uh, like, locate. I, I don't know, even know how to say it. This uh, disbursement of character types to be in more movies. Um, I want more, like, more truly tragic lead performances that just absolutely rip your guts out, and then side characters who are truly funny. Like, yeah. you don't need every moment of a tragedy to be a tragedy for it still to be tragic. Well, I think that's what Bombeck really really does best and i would recommend everybody if you love marriage story watch uh francis ha and the meyerwitz stories they're both on netflix i think squid, squid- the whale is on amazon prime yeah yeah i love the meyerwitz stories. Meyerwitz stories is a great movie and that's so it's a movie kind of about death yeah. amazing performance but it's also that hilarious too. dustin hoffman is incredible yeah. as the dad it's also see it was a good primer for this movie also a good primer for uh good sandler yeah, on yeah which, gems, dude. Come on, it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Give me another chance. <laughs> All right. Well, we love this movie. Uh, what What do you guys think about Oscars? Are, will they win for acting? I, I think that there's a good chance, and you know why? Not only does it deserve them, because that's not the only thing that matters. Uh, the The Hollywood aspect of the movie, yeah, mm. theater and Hollywood. I would very, say, between this and Once Upon a Time, very different looks at L.A. <laughs> yeah, Man, if Driver upset Leo, oof. I well, mean, I guess I guess he would upset him, Bobby D. I guess he would upset ben, Banderas because Banderas is probably the that front the runner. leading acting category this year is going to be. In, I mean, just the top five right now it would be Leo, Banderas, um, Joaquin. I guess Ugh. is I, he's a lock. It's he's Joaquin. Get Fe- you guys are insane. This is Joaquin Phoenix acting like a ma- motherfucker. I'm just mad that it's because of Joker. It doesn't sorry, matter. Sorry, Maybe Joker out of Driver should have put on some please fucking don't, makeup. Please don't shoot me boy. in a subway, Joker you, fans. It's, you, you people would think that you guys don't like Joaquin Phoenix I the way that you talk. I think about Joaquin him. Phoenix is like the greatest actor of our generation. Yeah, I would and, just. And there's a movie where he's on almost every frame of it. Hey, if he's going to win an Oscar, make it for a movie that I the like. It, that's not going to happen. That's not how the Oscars work. That's not how any of this works. The Oscars aren't about good movies. But between those three, Bobby D, um, and I'm forgetting another big one. Eddie Murphy? One. No. I, I, th- I mean, those are the clear top four. Bob, De Niro. That um, is Bobby D. Yeah, Bobby D. Adam or Sandler? Bobby D's. Hey. I don't, hey. Think, I don't think so. Hey. I would love to see Don't it, tempt me, dude. Ugh. Bobby All D, right. Driver. Bob Patty's pretty much not in talks at this point. Oh, so sad. Unfortunately. Uh, Willem Dafoe could maybe sneak in there. Where, where's he in these globes? Oh, nobody saw the lighthouse at the fucking Hollywood Foreign Press. They were like, "What?" That explains America. Black and white. <laughs> no, the lighthouse. Exp- <laughs> That's the vibe that we're we're taking into twenty twenty, folks. <laughs> hark! Hark! <laughs> All right. Well, that's the show, and that's Marriage Story. 
So let us know if you're still married. Let us know if you're divorced. Let us know what you <laughs> thought of the movie. And any other bomb back thoughts that you may have. Uh, we bought a mic uh, at gmail.com and at we bought a mic on social media. Rate and review us. Tell your friends. Share it with everyone. Look forward to the last few pods of the year with uh, best albums of the decade. Mm-hmm. For So for our outro... I'm not going to do it, but here's what uh, a funny guy would do is play Mr. Boombastic and make it Mr. Bombastic. (laughs) That's what someone would do if they were really funny. Unfortunately, I'm just not, so I won't be doing that. Being alive. Fantastic. All right, bye. I have an okay Shaggy in my my closet. I don't think that's true. Mr. 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 Driver. (laughs) Bye.